Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. That was very mellow. To the Bakery Bears radio show. This is the house of the Lurg. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. We need to take care of Kay today. And I'm hoping that we don't need to take care of me. Fingers crossed. Bryony's... Um, Our daughter Bryony, back she, to school. Yeah. And of course, gets a cold. Gets a cold. She started on Saturday with They say her. it's good. Because they say if you get it at the start of the season, you get it and get the immunity before. Yeah, that is usually how Bryony goes. She pretty much always gets a cold at, at this time. Two weeks back in school, she gets a cold. Yeah. And then, I think, historically, I think she's been all right then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, she has. But last night, I started to feel a bit dodgy. And through the night, I had a raging sore throat. And I'm a bit bummed up in my head. So, yeah. This will help your throat. Yes, I've been having it, honey. Don't swig it. No, I was trying to drink it sort of slowly. Dan's pointing at the ginger shot that we drink. And in, and in fact, I had an extra shot last night before I went to bed because I thought that too, because it's full of like anti... It's like an antiseptic ginger, isn't it? And it goes obviously straight over straight your throat. Straight over your throat. And I did do that last night and right. I've had some more this morning. Right. My throat's not as as ragey as it was in the night where I've had paracetamols and drinks and things yes. so yeah. and I don't feel too bad in my nose it's really my throat that's at the minute I know few days. yeah 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 but it yes we're well back. develop we're back and it, it, it's a relatively straightforward show today which is good for Kay so it's not going to take too much brain power because in the process in the process yeah I suppose in the process of us having this lovely radio show over the months and the years, in fact, now, we've had and acted on lots of suggestions from you guys out there, from our lovely audience, for shows. So there's been lots of shows which we've done which you have suggested. But we've also had tons and tons of really great suggestions that we didn't think we could get a whole show out of. Mm. So what we thought we would do is we would compile all of those different suggestions which people have sent in and suggested that we talk about into one show and we'll treat it like a question time type thing. We didn't say who we were. Uh, my name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And together we are... <laughs> the Bakery Bears. I didn't know what you were going to say then. Married. <laughs> Very definitely married. Husband and wife. Oh dear, so weird. <laughs> so look, on that happy note, we'll get out on our lovely walk and start our first question. Should I take these keys? Yeah. Featherless, I think that's all it is. His neck's a bit featherless, that's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's very tame. Looks like somebody's attacked it. So, or maybe it's. Now, what is that? Is that a I starling? don't know, I think it's a thrush. A thrush, okay. I think it's a thrush. Okay. Because I get mixed up sometimes between. Oh, you can't confuse a starling with a no, thrush. No, 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 girl black. Girl blackbird. Oh, yeah, it could have been a girl blackbird, you're right. But yeah. it did have a speckledy chest, and I think that's. I think thrushes have a speckled chest. Yeah. Listen to me, like, ornithology expert. Is Bill that the right word? Bill Oddie. 
Ornithology. That's bird or, things, isn't it? What's, what's the fellow with the big blonde hair? The big blonde hair? Oh, I used to. Now, now it's brown. Sorry. Oh, he's on Spring Watch. Chris. Oh, don't do Spring Watch. Is it Chris something? Chris Packham? Yes. No, not Chris Packham. Yes. Oh, yeah, Chris Packham. Chris Packham used to have a big blonde hair. I don't watch Spring Watch, Autumn Watch, Winter Watch, all those watches. <laughs> me neither. I find them a bit irritating, but he, that's just me. He used to, he presented kids TV and when he did... He did, he did. He, he had a huge, great, he had shaved side of his head. The hair on the top oh, of his head right. was long and it was that's blonde. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought his hair was blonde and then it went brown. So then I realised it wasn't. No. <laughs> There's something called hair dye? Yes. Have you heard of it? Yes. So. Yeah, I'm just back from the school run and there's something weird going on in our town because I saw loads of police and I saw some things on the road saying no parking in certain parts of where I drove. Right. And it just, you know when you get a sense that... Yeah, something going on. Some, I did just something Google... Something is afoot. I did just Google news in our town. Yes. And nothing came up apart okay. from... Yes. There's a um, rally in town on Saturday. All right. Um, a protest against the, late, the the Tory budget that's just come out. All right, okay. But I can't imagine it's anything to do with that. It's only Wednesday now. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah. Too early in the week, I would say. How interesting. Hmm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about police. We're definitely here, not here to talk about politics. No, absolutely not. Oh no. Don't do that, waste of time. There's that van again, we saw it last time. Oh yeah, with the NFL. Or was it the time before? It's always parked there actually. When I come from a walk, it's right. pretty much always parked there, so it must live. Do you down see the there. one with the, the, there's a guy down here with dogs who has a van and it always seems to be parked there. With dogs? Yeah, yeah, it, it's like a training company. Dog he, training. Yeah, company. he clearly goes and trains dogs, and oh, I always right. see him out walking dogs. No, no, I don't and know. And the, the van is always parked there. So, yes, we have had lots and lots of really cool suggestions for our radio show. And so I've made a list of them all, and we're going to go through them over the course of today's show. We're going to try and talk a little bit about these subjects, answer these questions, because a lot of them do seem to be questions, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is this. What is the best advice you have ever heard or been given? My gosh. Well, I'll tell you what the best advice I've ever been given is. Okay. I once knew a guy who, he was a really interesting guy actually. I can't remember his surname, but his first name was Mark. And he was a really interesting guy because he used to be a record producer. I know who you mean. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you, you met him. Yeah. He worked with Shania Twain on her breakout album. He was like an office junior. He was like, um, he was the, the number two of a really famous record producer called Mutt Lang. <laughs> Great name. Mutt. <laughs> anyway, he also worked with Boy George and loads of other people. Yeah. Anyway, I, I sort of ended up working with him 
on a few music projects. And I remember going out for dinner with him once and we were talking about being parents. Mm -hmm. And he, I think he's got two or three kids. His wife actually mm. is called Liz Pichon. She writes the Tom Gates books. That's right. And he told me, I was sort of talking to him about, it must have been when Bryony was really young. Mm. And I was sort of talking to him about being the father of a girl. And he said, I'm gonna give you the advice that my dad gave me when I, you know, started out as a dad. Yeah. And he said, with girls, what you've got to do is bring them up to expect the absolute best. Because if you don't, they won't expect the best when they're looking for a husband. Right. Or partner. And I just thought that was the most brilliant yeah, advice ever. Yeah, I have heard you say that to Bryony. Yeah. I just thought this is genius advice because, you know, it's so easy, isn't it, <laughs> to not, not think that you deserve the best. Yes. And I think that that is perhaps one of the things which, especially people with low confidence. Like me. Yes. <laughs> and we actually spoke about, a little bit about this on our Love at First Sight episode. Yeah. And, you know, I think that you would definitely say now, I would hope, that you should strive for, when it comes to relationships, yeah. strive for oh, absolutely. what you, know, you think. I haven't had that many past relationships at all. No, um, just 10 or 15. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> not true. I had one very long-term relationship prior to Dan and then one other boyfriend, I think that was it. Um, but in both of those cases, when I got initially asked out by them, I think I was just so grateful that somebody liked me yeah. that I just said yes, yeah. without actually thinking whether I found that person interesting or attractive. Yeah. And actually in both cases, they were neither interesting or attractive. Yeah. All I could think was, well, you know, that, that I've got someone and that's yeah. great. Someone's better than no one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, how, how many people must end up in really sort of unhappy relationships a few years down the road, yeah. once the, oh, I've got someone, thank goodness, feeling wears off. Yeah. And, you know, certainly I think when it comes to girls, I don't know why, I just feel like it's so important that they don't slip into that yeah. sort of... Because, you know, you only live once, don't you? You do. And you should strive for... Strive for the absolute best, because, you know, you, you aim for the stars, and you might reach the moon. Yeah. If you aim for the moon, you might not even break orbit. <laughs> <laughs> so that is... I mean, I've been lucky through my life. I think I have had some really great advice over the years. But that for me does stand out. That's the one that I sort of refer to and think about the most. 
Yeah. Can you think of any good advice that you've had? Not, not entirely, no. Um, well, that's fine if you don't have an answer. There's a reason why we didn't pick these <laughs> subjects to yeah. talk about in, in whole shows. I'm not sure really I've, I've ever, through my sort of formative years, I don't really remember receiving any advice that... Oh! Pardon you. That's a train then? Yes. Gosh, it's a very boring train. I, yeah. I expected that to be like something glamorous. Yeah, I know. No, it's just a local train pretending that he's a, a big boy train. I wondered why he blew his trumpet. Well, it's not a trumpet, first of all, but... <laughs> Do you think it's because he was crossing the bridge? Maybe it was, I don't know. So, I wonder who they're warning. It must be people Thank coming you. the other way, mustn't it? Yeah, I think so. So you, you've never, you can't recall any good advice you've ever been given? No, well, not off the top of my head. No worries. Right, next question. Who is someone you really admire? Okay. Well, there's, there's somebody that pops straight into my head. There's two people, actually, that pop straight into my head. Brilliant. Well, let's have them both. One at a time, of course. Well... <laughs> It'll come as no surprise to Dan, either of these, but I mean, the first one I'll only touch on because we have just done a show all about this. But oh, the first one I would nice. say is the Queen, yeah. and I know she's no longer with us, but that yeah. doesn't mean you can't still admire that person for the life they had and, and everything they did yeah. and represented. Yeah. So definitely I've always, always admired the Queen yeah. and strive to... You know, so, yeah, so many times, you know, I've strived to is sort of compartmentalising, yeah. is that the right word? Yeah. Your life, you know, you say, for example, you're dealing with something really horrible and, you know, it's just on your mind, but yet you've still got a really busy work day, something like that. Yeah. You know, she had this ability, didn't she, to put things in boxes and close the door. Yeah. And deal with what she needed to deal with. And then move on. And then move on. Yeah. So that's something I've always strived to do and yeah. found difficult. Yeah. Um, but the other one is, I'm sure, someone else that I've spoke about very regularly. Yeah. And this is probably going to seem a bit random, I don't know. But it's Michael Portillo. And Dan's kind of smiling. And I admire him for so many, so, so many reasons. If you don't know who Michael Portillo is, and I would think anybody in this country would know who he was. He's an ex-MP, so he's an ex-politician. He was part of the government uh, oh, back in the day when like Margaret Thatcher was Prime Minister. And he held high positions. Oh, it's my little walking friend. Oh, I'll give him a nice wave. You didn't wave at him. I smiled. Oh, right. So, yes, he was... Like I say, he held various high positions within the government back in the day. He's, he's almost 70 now. When, I think in about 2009, he started presenting a whole series of programs based around the railway yeah. and I've spoke about these a number of times gosh I think there's like 11 or 12 series now yeah, yeah. Great British Railways and then he's also done some in other countries he's done Alaska and Canada and India and 
some other places as well yeah across Europe but I think from watching him on there he's I mean he's first of all he's like the epitome of English gentlemen I always think yeah. and I greatly admire that because it's, it, in this day and age you rarely see that yeah and I think it's a shame it is within sort of you know you sort of get to know a person a little bit don't you and he's quite guarded i would say about his personal life i know very very little about his personal life yeah but he does from time to time sort of talk about things that give you a bit of insight into the sort of person he is definitely and the things that he says and his sort of the way the ethos that way he works his life I just think oh, I'd just love to be like that yeah. you know he'll have a go at anything yeah even though he might not be very good at it most of the time he's terrible yeah it's like the, the whole like, dancing thing yeah, not anything he's, musical he's the worst dancer this man has no rhythm you know and whenever he tries to do anything creative like he'll go to a glass factory and they'll say do you want to have a go yeah. and you're like oh yeah i'll have a go yeah. terrible you know <laughs> but he will absolutely have a go at everything yeah you know he's done so many things through doing this program yeah and i think oh, i'd just love to be like that just to you know just to not think about it and just say, yeah, I'll have a go at that. Yeah. You know, you never know. I might be good at it or yeah. I might enjoy it. Yeah. He's just got that kind of attitude. Yeah. Whilst remaining sort of this calm, <laughs> polite, yeah. very dignified person. Yeah. And he just did a new series, which, oh my goodness, I was so thrilled when I saw it. Literally, like you know, Brian, he understands my love of Michael, so do I, and you do, yeah. And this new series popped up that I happened to see, I've just watched the whole thing, and it's on Channel 5. And he's in the was it the Pyrenees? Yes, yeah. He's like, did four walks through the Pyrenees on the border of sort of France and Spain, and he's half Spanish. His dad was Spanish, and his mum was Scottish. Um, and he's got dual nationality, yeah. so, you know, he's very sort of attached to Spain. Yeah. And he did these four walks, and he did these walks when, you know, he's, he's almost 70. He said within the walks that he's got an arthritic hip now. Wow. And I was like, oh, Michael. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was like climbing up mountains, and it was tipping down snow and rain, and he, he just did all these things. Yeah. And I think, oh, good on you, you know. Yeah. And within that show, the Pyrenees show, he did mention a bit about his political life. Yeah. And a little bit about his sort of political way of thinking. Yeah. And again, I just thought, well, that's brilliant. Because I said to you straight after, didn't I? Because yeah. sometimes I don't quite understand yeah, what yeah. He's, he's saying and you can always explain it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this man should have been prime minister. You know, the way that he... Well, he nearly was. He nearly was, yeah. And then the papers And then involved. the tabloids got hold of something, <laughs> and, and like they do. No and one... That, no one and that was that. ...should ever be capable of doing anything, should they? Because once the, the papers get hold of you... But guaranteed, you know... Your life's you know, over. It's, human beings at the end of the day... It's just does always. <laughs> and I always think at the end of the day, you know, everybody's entitled to a private life. Yes, yes. And... <sighs> 
why should something that you might have done when you were 20 yeah. affect something that you want to do when you're 50 you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. i just think it's despicable really the way that yeah. the tabloids dig into things yeah but yes the queen and Michael Portillo. Oh, lovely, yes. Who will have met each other on numerous I'm occasions. I'm sure, yes. absolutely. As you would assume, this is a hard question for me to answer. Or would you assume? I don't know, what would you uh, think? How would you think I would answer this question? Oh, gosh. I don't know, because I can think of lots of people that you would probably put in that position. Yes, and th that, therein that, lies... That's the difficulty I would have thought you would have. Therein lies the problem, because, I mean, were this a one-man show, yeah. I probably could talk a whole episode yeah, yeah, all about yeah. people who I admire, and I suspect it probably would become extremely boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the quest I mean, the question is, if you, you sort of, you tied it down to two, and I suppose I need to do the same thing, and, you know, I could go in a lot of different directions with this, because I do sort of really admire people like Julius Caesar, yeah. who, you know, was born into, uh, not poverty, but, you know, he certainly didn't have the opportunities which many other people had in that period of time. He didn't yeah. certainly wasn't born into a wealthy family and yeah. he got where he got to through, you know, passion and grit and, you know, working really hard and... But I'm not going to go there. I could say someone like Peter Erskine because... Yeah, that's who was in my head, yeah. that you might say. Peter Erskine is... Peter Erskine has always, since the day I first picked up drumsticks, to this very day, yeah. been an absolute inspiration to me. So. To me, that puts him in a different category, actually, because if you said, who do I find inspirational, I probably would go there. Mm. But when, with regards to admire, I think that if I'm going with two, you started with the Queen, so you went sort of states figure. Yeah. And there is one person who definitely fits that bill, and that's John F. Kennedy. Oh. I absolutely yeah. admire. I certainly don't admire his morals no <laughs> but not so much he but again that's another example of what we were just talking about isn't it well, separating it, your personal life from your yeah. uh, business sort of working life yeah i mean but you know michael portillo has endless morals yeah and always did yeah that, that's true i don't think that uh, JFK's morals were, when it came to the ladies, no. were very high ever. No, but no. But I sort of don't blame him in, in a sense because he was merely copying what he'd seen from his own dad. That's right, yeah, And that's he also right. lived in an era when, for some reason... It was fairly normal. <laughs> and yeah. It's certainly not acceptable. No, no, Not acceptable. No. Um, but w when it comes to him as a leader and as a statesman, I'm so unbelievably passionate about statesmen who bring people together. I cannot stand people who push people apart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would scream from the rooftops to anyone, if you find yourself drawn to someone who is trying to tell you that some people are evil and some people are good, yeah. we're all human beings at the end of the day. And, you know, 
that's all JFK ever really, he, all he ever wanted to do was bring people together and break down barriers. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just brilliant. Mm -hmm. So I massively admire JFK and you know, the way that he approached life outside of his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Another person then, a, a second person, maybe more, cause you know, I know Michael Bortillo was a politician, but now you've sort of got to know him through more being a media personality. Yes, yes. The second person who would fit that, who I definitely, I admire hugely, hugely, is Dan Campbell. Oh my gosh. The head coach <laughs> of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, we I, both do actually. We both really admire this guy. I mean, he, I just, what I love about him is, I love how much he cares. Yes. I love how passionate he is about life. Yeah. I love the fact that he wouldn't ask Gosh. anyone. Noisy people in the park today. Yeah. Can't be doing. <laughs> I love with the fact that he wouldn't ask anyone to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. Yeah. I think he's like such an amazing role model. I saw him, I don't know if you saw this, but the last game that they, they lost, unfortunately, they almost won. But the last game, when all the players were coming off the field, he was stood he's sort of in front of the tunnel just saying well done to them all right. as they went in and right. you know smacking yeah. the hands and yeah, yeah. great job and yeah. i've never seen a coach do that <laughs> i just thought that was lovely yeah i think what struck kay and i definitely about him was we watched the latest hard knocks season about the detroit lions and he was with the warm-ups yeah he was doing it with his team he and, was doing it with them you know talk about do something which is going to make I've your never, troops ever seen a head coach. respect and admire yeah. you and he was doing that with a, a sprained wrist as well yeah, wasn't yeah. he I, we sort of saw an awful lot of another american football coach that we both really love is bruce arians yeah and he reminded us very much Brucerians with yeah. his sort of approach. Next question. What was the last thing that made you smile? Now I know what the last thing that made you smile was. If you can't remember. Really? Yes. Okay, you better tell me. What was it? The last thing that made you smile was we were watching Oh, yeah, you, you got it now. Yeah, we were watching recently, just the other day, the latest. I don't Grand know. Grand tour. Yeah, Grand on tour. Amazon. The, the thing with Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond yeah. and James May. Yeah. We were watching the latest one, and yeah. they were in um, North, uh, Finland. Yeah. Around that sort of area. Yeah. And there's obviously tons of snow and everything and yeah. oh gosh it was so silly but so dangerous as well and sometimes I'm so mad yeah. but then I'm laughing at the same time I, I don't know whether to be mad or or laugh I'm not sure but at one point Richard Hammond had to get from the bottom of this ski slope back up to the top to get his car because yeah. his car was at the top and um, he can't ski and the, the it was they had those like little I don't know what they're called it's not even it's like a ski lift thing but yeah. it's where it's just like a bar and it drags you up and it drags you up and yeah. you sort of just sit on this bar yeah and your skis sort of are, are on the ground kind of thing aren't they yeah so 
because he couldn't ski, he went and got a sledge from the shop. I mean, honestly, why? <laughs> and it was like a big wooden sledge. Yeah. So he's trying to get onto this ski lift thing with this sledge. It was just hilarious. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't stop laughing because it was so stupid. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just walk up there? Yeah. You can't ski. Yeah. Just walk up the slope. But obviously they did it for the amusement factor and the entertainment factor. But it was definite slapstick comedy. It was slapstick comedy and that's not normally something that I laugh at. And you were absolutely laughing. But for whatever reason, really I just you. found it really funny. And that was just... I just kept saying, he's so stupid. Why is he doing that? It was a night or two ago and actually... Whilst I did find that funny, what made me smile so much was seeing you smile at yeah, that. So yeah. the last thing that made me smile was seeing you smile. Aww. <laughs> Aww, why <so> cute? <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. <laughs> do you collect anything? Gosh, do I collect anything? <laughs> do I collect anything? Oh, I know what Dan's going to say that I collect. Um, oh, yes. I do not collect them. You might not think you do, no, but let me, me tell you that you to do. To me, a collection is something that you sort of put on a shelf no. and get dusty no. and you never do anything with. That, to me, is a collection. To you know? me, a collection is something which you cannot help yourself. <sighs> you will buy more of them but because you love them. I can help myself. Why do you keep buying them then? <laughs> I don't keep buying them. I might buy one a year. I don't consider that too much. But what Dan's talking about is mugs. Yes. Now, compared to some people, I know for a fact I don't, we don't have that many mugs. No. Really, compared to some people, because just, we just don't have the space. But I do have a particular love for a certain type of mug. And what's that, Kate? And I really like the small size Emma Bridgewater. I think they're just called small mugs now. Right. They used to be called baby mugs. Yeah. But now I think they just call them small mugs. Yeah. And I haven't got that many. I think, is there four or five? Six. No, there is not. Have I got six? I think so. Okay. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll... Maybe there is six. No, no, maybe there's only five. Might be five. But there's definitely five and I yeah. feel like there's six. I've got two Christmas ones. Yeah. I've now got two Halloween ones. <laughs> and then there's one with roses on, which is just like an any time of year mug. Yeah. So five, I think. Yeah. Right. But the one I love the most is a Halloween one that I bought two years ago. Where? And I looked last year for another Halloween one, but couldn't... I didn't like what they were doing, but this year they did one, it's from their toast range, which is the one that just has letters, it just says things on them. Yeah. And they had one, which, um, I can't remember exactly what it says now, but it's got like some witchy thing written on it. Right. And it's, it's really, it was really sweet. What I will say though is, I'm not keen on their larger size mugs. Right. Because one thing that I don't like, is I find the actual pottery to be too thick. Right. It's really thick. And, and there's nothing worse, is there? No. I have got one of the larger ones that I really love, but I got it from Betty's years ago. Right. And it's a fat rascal one. Right. It was like a special range. They must have done a collaboration. And for whatever reason, the, the pottery on that is much thinner, it's much finer. 
Right. And I use that one often. Right. I do have another one of the larger ones, <laughs> and I don't use that one at all. No. So I should just get rid of that no, one. No, no, no. Donate Look, it or something. Right now, you don't need to get rid of any mugs. It's only when we get the next couple that two will have to go. But I do from time to, to time have a clear out, don't I? Yes. Of mugs. Yes, because the great thing about you is you don't like clutter. No, I don't like clutter. Unless it's in your handbag. Look, my handbag's all right at the moment. <laughs> don't even... If you want joking. clutter in a bag, go and talk to your daughter. Yeah, well, hopefully we've resolved that situation, yes. but we'll cover this more on our next show where we'll be talking about sixth form. Yes. But what do I collect? Well, you've got more Lego sets than you can shake a stick at. We've literally got no space in the house. No, that's not true. That is because, true. No, listen, it's like the mugs. Ma look, we limit them look, no, no. to three rooms. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, stop it. Those mugs take up, what, two shelves in yeah, the cupboard? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Your Lego... Well, it's not just my Lego, because you're into it now. Oh, no chance. You're you not just blaming the, me for You this. just said the other day, Abs when no, are we doing no, some no, more Lego? I'm not accepting this. Did you not say that, though? I've contributed to the making of the last two sets that But didn't you say the other day, when are we Bryony? building another Lego set? Well, yeah, that's because we've got one in the house that needs building. But I didn't build any of the million that are already in the house, and I had no, no interest in building those. No, you didn't, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd sit and build a Star Wars one. No. I don't really have much interest in that. But it's the sort of... I we, like the building of it, and I like that we do it together. Yes. That's what I like. We've developed a very good, a very slick routine. Yeah, it's fun Kay to sorts. do it together. I like sorting. I pick the bits for the next section. Yeah. And our daughter Bryony builds. And builds. And that is the most efficient way to build a Lego set ever. I just really like sorting, because yes. I, I, do, I do like sort of organising things. Yes. And to me, it's like the ultimate in organisation. You know, you sort that size, yes. you sort that colour. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I thought when I said to you, what do I collect? I thought you were going to say running shoes. Oh, gosh. I don't think you really collect them. You just have to buy them with alarming regularity. It's and I think you do get rid of them when they're worn out, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I do, I, I literally do run them until I couldn't run them anymore. Yeah. Because I'm still in the process. There's ones that I went through the top of. I'm still running those even now. They're probably going to go in the next yeah. week or so. But, but I've run in my new ones. So that's really great. So, you know, prolong the life of my old ones yeah. and, and not use those new ones very much. You know, probably use them once a week. Mm. It's because I run six days a week, that's why. Yeah. And most people make the mistake of, you've really got to change shoes, running shoes, after 400 miles at the most. Yeah. You do any more than that and you're going to start to get knee pain. And no one wants that. No. So I think, you know, I would have said Lego, definitely. So I agree with you completely. And also, yeah, I do sort of like getting new pairs of running shoes. <laughs> As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, you better do this one. <laughs> I, from a very young age, wanted to be a session drummer. Ah. That is what I grew up aspiring to do. Yeah. I didn't want to be in a band. I wanted to be the person who recording studios phoned up yeah. to get to come in. Because there's so much more variety, I would have yes. thought in that. And also as well, I am um, 
instinctively quite shy and I didn't, I, I never aspired to be stood on a stage front and centre. Yeah. I'd much rather be in a studio. Doing your thing. Doing my thing and then going home. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, session players do tend to get paid quite well. Yeah. And it just, it felt like the right sort of life. And the funny thing is, that is sort of what I've ended up being. You, yeah, and you did do a bit of that as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, a, a, a tiny bit. But now, as long-term listeners will know, because we've mentioned here on the radio show and on the video show, I now trade my drumming skills with my brother for his musical skills. Yeah. <laughs> so I play drums for him for projects, and he then provides us music, like the tune for the Baker Bears radio show, in payment for me yeah. drumming for him because yeah. he runs a studio in Manchester. But funnily enough, this year, I've actually been paying him in drum lessons. That's right, you have. Which has been amazing fun, to be yeah. honest. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really sort of, in the words of take that. Well, actually it was Dan Hartman, first of all, because it was a cover of the Relight My Fire. I don't remember having any of, any of those kinds of thoughts growing up. That's fine if you don't have an answer. It really is fine. So we can move on to the next question if yeah. you want to. Okay. What is your favourite time of day and why? Well, it's early mornings. There's absolutely no... I don't need any thought on that one. It's early mornings. And for, gosh, I don't know how many years now, I've been getting up quite early. And I, I don't know how that all started, really. I can't even remember. But anyway... I'm usually up around five in the morning. I've always been an early riser, actually. I've never been one for lying in bed, ever, ever. Not even when I was a teenager, I was always up. So yeah, I'm usually up around five and I have a, maybe an hour and a half before like Dan wakes up when I make him a cup of tea, just to myself. And, you know, I make a cup of tea and I'll, watch something, you know, could be anything really that takes my fancy and I'll sit and do some knitting and I'll either, I might suddenly have a design idea and I might be working on a design or it might just be something that is really catching my eye at the moment that I wanted to work on. And it's just such a lovely time because Dan and Brian are still asleep, you know, house is quiet i'm just having a bit of me time got a big cup of tea and you know it's i've got nothing else to think about i think that's the thing i've got nothing else to do nothing else to think about i can just take that little bit of time and i just i feel i feel at my sort of calmest and my front most most at ease at that time of day yeah and you probably tend to be quite creative at that time yeah, of day too yeah yeah because it's fresh first thing yeah, yeah. definitely and I would answer in exactly the same way. Right. I would also say morning. And the reason why I would say morning is that uh, Kay brings me a nice cup of tea about 20 past six. And then I read my book until 20 to seven. I then get up and lift some weights and then go for a run. And that whole process is just really lovely. Yeah. I feel like it's a really, really sort of positive. And that is what I do 
and you do religiously yeah. every day. Yeah. Apart from Thursday when I don't run. Yeah. So that's the only difference on a Thursday. Thursday we get our shopping delivered <laughs> when I would normally have been running, which always seems weird that as a man handing my groceries at, at seven, 7 o'clock in the morning. But yeah. you know, it's very cool to sort of get it in and get it done, done. And, and out of the way. Mm -hmm. But I've really come to value hugely the outside time. Th yeah. Then yeah. I think that it's so, so unbelievably important for my health and also. It just sets me up perfectly yeah. for for the day. And I never would have guessed, you know, when I was younger, no. that that would be how I would be. And it's just yeah, funny how I always, yeah, I mean, when with experience I see, you learn these things, don't you? When you hear people saying, oh, you know, I didn't get up till midday or 11 or whatever, I just lazed in bed. And I always think, what a waste. What, what, I, the, I think what you're the same. What a waste of daylight that I is. Never in, I never enjoyed doing that. No, it's just when I was everyone's a kid. different, aren't they? And everyone's yeah. different. Some people prefer the back end of the day to the beginning, you know. And that's... I'd love, though, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, to take someone who's lived at the back end of the day and just, you know, show them a week of living at the front of the day. Yeah. And then you could make an informed decision. Yeah. Because I've lived at the back of the day, you know, a couple you have, of times. Yeah. You know, with with work and yeah, jobs you have and very things. Much so. And it's not very nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. We've made it back. Can you believe it? We're only about halfway through these questions. Gosh, so really? We'll maybe do at some point another one on these because that's been quite fun. It has been quite fun. That's been super interesting, actually. I'm sorry I didn't have answers for some of them. Well, like I said before, there's reasons. Why these weren't full episodes? Yeah. So I think you know what we really do appreciate is thank you all so much for your thoughts and ideas because you know you guys have sort of been the makers of this show because it's all your questions that we've answered. So if you do have anything like you've heard that we haven't covered, or you know maybe a subject which you think we could talk about for much longer, yeah. then do let us know, because you know we really do love doing shows that you guys have, have requested. But for now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you in two weeks for another Bakery Bears Radio Show. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.